what is going on with Scott's video? He's stuck. It's like a pinwheel. Remember pinwheel? Pinwheel, pinwheel, spinning around. Um, Nickelodeon? Yes. (laughs) I hated that show. What? I watched it. Like, I hated it, but I watched it. You hate watched it. You were practicing for the 2022 (laughs) Saints. What's up, Huda Nation? And thanks for joining us on the Doom Patrol Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff, and this is my host voice. <laughs> Are we on the radio tonight? W and uh no, all right, for real though. Uh let's see. What do we got this week? The divisional round of the playoffs did answer a few questions uh for us. Uh, Dallas are frauds, the Bills are in trouble or oh, well actually they're out so <laughs> they <laughs> so uh the previous week was not an anomaly it filled with mistakes anyway we'll talk more about that sean payton sweepstakes has gotten clearer as well as cloudier all at the same time uh so we'll talk about that again and the saints did finally announce a decision <laughs> one decision that they've made in these so far this offseason. And that particular decision has gotten the Houdat Nation at each other's throats on Twitter. And we at the Dome Patrol podcast are eating our popcorn as we watch the meltdown. Uh, and then, of course, we do have to catch up on Pickums because uh, we've got, what, two more weeks of Pickums left before the season's over? That's it. Three games total. That's right. Put your seatbelts on. Keep your hands and legs inside your earbuds at all times and enjoy the show. On the show uh, this week, we have James, Jason, and Scott. And uh, welcome to the Deus Fellas, where we're kind of like last week. We're just going to have a a general free-flowing conversation about the topics mentioned up top. I would like to start, because this is a Saints podcast, obviously, let's start with the Saints decision to keep Pete Carmichael as offensive coordinator, what do you read into this? I already know how you feel about it. So I want to know what you read into. Like, what are they thinking? They're basically they're basically I, thinking that if we weren't injured as much as we were this year, that we would have been better than what we were. I, I mean, that that's the only logical but, thing that I can think of. Right, right. I'd like they're to wrong, think that, but that's what they're thinking. I'd like to think that they're actually really tanking for next year, but I know that's not the case because that's not what they do. Because to me, that's the only thing that makes sense of keeping Carmichael or Pete Michael, as I like to call him. And Alan is that they know, look, these guys are going to suck. Let's just suck next year. But that's not the way they operate. And again, it's like like I've, I've mentioned for a while. I mean, this is probably going on a few years now that I just don't know that I trust anybody in that building. I think a lot of guys haven't had to do much. There's a lot of entrenchment there. There's plenty of job security with a lot of guys in that building. Nobody's really fighting for their jobs. There's no pressure to make a good decision and they don't get penalized when they make a poor decision. No accountability, in other words. Oh, the magic word. It, they've they've they're really, really doubling down on this stability and continuity <sighs> um angle that that they've got. And Scott, what you said, I think 
what 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 they are saying with this decision is is that it was the injuries that derailed the team last season this season sorry the season's not finished yet rather than coaching and play calling which in hindsight i think they will regret that decision i tend to agree <laughs> just i mean it, it, best case scenario Sean Payton goes back to Fox. Dennis Allen sucks next year. We fire him, hire Sean Payton, get Sean Payton back, and then we have a top draft pick. He's not coming back here. He's just. I'm not. just saying that's a dream scenario, but it's not going to happen, but that's a dream scenario. The dream scenario was he didn't fucking quit in the first place. Oh, oh yeah. There's that. I'm going to keep banging that drum, by the way. Sometimes okay, so. To recharge your batteries. So know. if they're. You know, their excuse is, okay, well, it's the injuries. Well, this is two straight years of a ton of injuries. And what the fuck are we doing about the trainers and the doctors here? Because we're not doing anything. Are you telling me this is just fluky that for two straight years we were incredibly injured? Oh, and by the way, the franchise that's in the building right next door also deals with injuries on a constant basis. I mean, there's some common theme here, but they – was a Superdome built on an Indian burial ground or something? I think the I honestly think the arena. Well, there's an old uh, saying that or an old belief that you know, or joke even that the Superdome was built on Marie Lavo's uh, grave or burial spot, and that was led leading to the curse. But but look, we fired the tight ends coach, so you know that's going to change. <sighs> that's things. the weird thing. Like that was so random. Like the, what did he do? That I mean, was so wrong. He had the Juwan coach Johnson. Trump, what do you expect? Came, well, Juwan I mean, Johnson has been coming around. Like Juwan Johnson and Taysom Hill were probably two of our better players this right. year. Right. The tight ends weren't the like again. Yeah, it's like the you know what the problem was here is <laughs> our tight ends. Or I mean, I I can this is unpopular opinion. I can get on board with the mindset that injuries might be more to blame for our failure this season than anything else. Meaning yes, Pete Carmichael was unable to put to, you know, work with the players that he did have to use or come up with schemes or come up with ways to win with those guys. And Dennis Allen failed where Sean Payton used to be successful with the next man up mentality. Right. But in the end, like, they were forced to come constantly change offensive strategy because of injuries this year. And if I were at my, like if I'm at my job and I didn't meet my goals as the manager, as whatever. And the big reason I didn't meet my goals was because more than half of my team, my best performers on my team, my employees when MIA, whether they were on vacation, they got COVID, they were whatever, like, so yeah, I didn't have the manpower, I didn't have the employees, and I had to get a couple of interns to step in. And then we missed our company goals because of that. I wouldn't want to be fired for that. I would want a shot and be like, you know what, at least give me a chance with my people that I hired to do the job that should be there to do the job. I kind of agree. But the counterpoint to that is the play calling wasn't I'm just thinking how many times did we run on second and 10 or second and 13, second and 14, whatever it was clearly not going to work behind a banged up offensive line. So again, 
he couldn't change. I mean, I know, I know you design a game plan for a game and you've got to try and stick to it to a certain degree because you've been working on it all week. But if it's clear it's not working, you've got to make adjustments. That, the thing was, you say that like Dennis Allen, didn't we? Our defence in the first half used to be terrible. In the second half, they'd always they come out having, make, having made the adjustments. You didn't see any adjustments this year. It, it almost felt like he was dialing it in. And kind of to, to what Jeff was speaking about, if you do lose those people, you kind of tie in Jeff and James, if you do lose those people, you have to make adjustments to play to the strengths of the people that you do have. You can't do anything about the people that aren't there in the building. The people that are hurt are not on the field. What you can do is try to play to the strengths of the people that are there. And I don't think they did a good job of doing that. What you mean, like throwing a 50 50 ball to t- Taysom Hill on third down in a really important drive isn't playing to his strengths? Or to Kirkwood or to, uh, you know, whoever out, Traquan, who hadn't caught a ball all year. You know, I mean, it's, it just doesn't make any sense. And I don't see how that changes. My only hope, maybe, maybe Sean Payton gets another job and takes Pete with him. With him. I, I mean, wonder that, if Mickey is is thinking that as well. I mean, I, I don't know. It just seems like there's a lot of incompetence going around the offices over on airline drive and there's no easy way to fix it. I think we're going to suck next year. That's personally about that. And I think it's probably good that, that we, it's, it's the only way for them to acknowledge that there's a problem. They seem to not want to acknowledge that there's a problem. I guess is Mickey Loomis on the hot seat now. He's not, but he should be, but he's not, I mean, he's not, he's not going anywhere. So, okay. So another question, say we go, four and 13 next year is Mickey Loomis on the hot seat he should be but he won't be you know I Gale's, the, the G- Gale's not gonna be, fire right the first thing would have to be that the, the coach coaches involved would have to be on the hot seat first before the GM they always go before the GM does it depends on but yeah like the whole like the, the reason he's not Jason I think is because the only thing I can, I can Oh, I do declare. I'm not right. going to fire anybody. <laughs> that's it, right? That's the only thing, the only conclusion I can land on is Gail wants to the organization to be surrounded by guys that she knows, she trusts, she like, you know what I mean? Like Dennis Allen, is, okay, we built a team of character, not characters. And so now we've got a bunch of good character guys. We just have the shitty guy leading them. They're just not, but they're all of them, like Pete Carmichael, great character guy. But maybe he's not the offensive genius that, you know, explaining why he never left. Um, but here's Drew, the other thing. It, it, was, it, it was all Drew Brees. So, and Sean, right? I mean. I, I think I, I think it was mostly Drew. Ooh, okay. I mean, after Drew left, what did Sean do? Oh. He still had well, a winning record. Well. We'll, with, we'll find with, with out next year whether it, was, whether it was anything to do with Peyton when right. he's coaching a different team, won't we? Yeah. 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 And now you are seeing some people tweet out and make comments about how, like, or what was it uh, on, it was Gronk yesterday, was it? Or day before where he was talking about Sean. Sean was actually off camera, like yeah, in the same so, room, yeah. walking around where Gronk was pretty much talking about how Tampa Bay beat the Saints in the playoff game was, he said, Sean never changed. Sean just kept doing the same thing over and over. He never adapted. He never. So changed. that's where Dennis got it from. Keep right. doing what we're doing. Well, it could be like, we're right. We're all like, how come he didn't learn anything? From-? Actually, he did. <laughs> and like, I'll, take, I'll take you back to the home, they beat to the home Minnesota playoff game, right? Drew was struggling in that game. 
Taysom Hill was single-handedly keeping us in that game and he brought us back close and then he never saw the field for the rest of the mm-hmm. game. I, I think if we'd have carried on riding Taysom Hill for that game, we'd have beaten the Minnesota Vikings in that playoff game. Yeah. And maybe, and maybe it was a money decision, but like getting rid of certain players, maybe before they should have, you know, like Von Bell, like I saw that tweet where people were talking about how like, oh, look at Von Bell. Like they, why did they, Sean Payton want to walk away from him and look at how he's playing. And CJGJ is another idea, but of course that was not Sean Payton, but this goes back to maybe Mickey. But again, they, I also understand they, that. Well, they some of the two is CJGJ after they let Von Bell go in free agency, didn't they? It was the same yeah, summer. And they, I mean, and was they brought it? in Malcolm Jenkins and Malcolm Jenkins played pretty well. So no, I don't think it was no, the Malcolm now, Jenkins decision was a good decision. Well, it was, it was, it was a short term, short sighted decision. It worked, but there you had a finite yeah. Yeah. Uh, time period, but it's in terms of choosing who to keep and who to let go. And yeah, I also I, like the people I do like, I laugh at the people who are like, they're in Boston, Scott, they're using him. Cause he scored a touchdown yesterday. Right. You know? <laughs> so, I mean, you do have Trey Hendrickson and Marcus Williams. They let go, but the saints, and I saw somebody tweet but the Trey Hendrickson always, was a money. Like you can't, that, like, yeah, that wasn't something you well, well, the, well, the, the, the problem is they had a sunk cost in Davenport that they didn't want to get, right. get off of. And real, right. in actuality, they should have gotten off of him and kept yeah. Trey, but, but they didn't, but also, I've seen people say that, oh, yeah, the Saints never keep any of their homegrown players. Now, if you look at it, they actually have yeah. re-signed a lot of their homegrown players. Now, it, they don't always make the right choices, but they do pay their own players. It's just I think it's some of his recency bias, too, since the Saints suck now. It's like it's kind of just a pile on that that, that they're going to bring it up. But really, I mean, you could look at the sunk cost of Davenport when they should have moved on and, and kept Trey and they didn't. You know, the ability to see to to see a sunk cost, you know, they try to ride with it to justify what they spent on it. And it so far it failed half a sack. He he deceived everybody last season. That that was an outlier. I mean, Trey Hendrickson's good season was a bit of an outlier, which is why we probably didn't pay what he got from the Bengals. But it proved since he's gone to Cincinnati, it wasn't an outlier. It just took him three years to get. NFL ready. Oh, yeah. And that, uh, yeah, they made the comment about the Saints always Mickey and and I guess Sean always liking to get guys in a year before they should. That kind of goes into why they did what they did. I guess they re- went out and got Olave and then they like pinning. Pinning was never gonna be this year's pick. And I think oh, this is something I heard on Nick's podcast on the uh, New Orleans football. That's it. And uh they were talking about like, you know, if you think of it this year as like would you take olave as this year's first round pick so like last year you got pinning this next year you get olave like you wouldn't take pinning this year in a first round pick but i don't know like just the way football decisions are made i mean there's a lot that goes into it there's money at stake there's you are looking at building a football team not in one-year increments but in multi-years and so i think fans get a little short-sighted and you see all these fans complaining about every minor and little decision like oh they should do that as though it's madden or as though it's like fantasy football well but it's, it's not as simple as we as fans think it is there's a lot more moving parts there's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes that uh Let's be honest, that, that's probably like a lot of rule breaking that goes on behind the scenes, too. You know, using people who are not official NFL employees to reach out to certain people and have certain conversations. And that's but that's not the Saints thing. That's an NFL thing. And everybody does it. 
Um, yeah, to, to your point, though, about the picking a player a year early, you know, sometimes it works. We gave up a second round pick to in 2018 to draft Alvin Kamara in the third round in 2017, and that worked out okay. So it can work. Right. It's just a risk. And, and I suppose a second and a third is not quite as big as a risk as mm-hmm. the extra first. Well, think about it too, from your standpoint, you're, you're Mickey, you know, and you're banking on the fact that you're going to get a first for Sean next year. So yeah, I'll throw away my first next year, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because I'm going to get a first from somebody else. So I don't actually lose a first. So if, if it, and if it, if it plays out and it works out and we get a first round pick from this, one of these teams from Sean Payton for Sean Payton, then that's a genius move that you got two firsts last year and you got your first and you still got a first this year. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's no, not, yeah. Or maybe not genius. It's just not stupid. It, it's, it's, it's not as bad as it initially <laughs> looked. Right. Well, it, and, and mean, the fact that, that we sucked this year and our picks, what, 10th is that where it ended up so which is fine but you weren't weren't planning to be sucky this year even at 10th we're not getting a quarterback this year anyway at 10 they're gonna go free agency it's gonna be gross i mean for everything that i've heard and i don't know enough about who these quarterbacks are but for everything i've heard it's not so much of a loss if you don't get a quarterback in this year's draft it's next year's draft that you really want to get that's why there's two next year, isn't there? There's Caleb Williams, and then there's the guy from um, is it Drake May? Is that this year, right? No, next year. Next, oh, next year. Next year. Okay. Does he play for Duke? Is it Duke or North Carolina? I can't. It was one of those. I don't know. Basketball. I think we should wait and draft a guy on as the last pick of the old uh, seventh <laughs> round, Mister Irrelevant. I think that's Mister Purdy. But but you're but you're right. There's three quarterbacks that good could pick. go in the top ten, and they will all be gone by the tenth pick. Yeah. Okay, going back to Pete Carmichael decision, can somebody at least remind me, didn't he not want to be the OC last year and we ended up talking him into staying? That's apparently what happened, yep. So let's run it back. Now he doesn't want to get fired or he doesn't want to quit. This is what makes me think that he might be going where Peyton goes. I did. I don't think so. Well, Jeff, if you can, that's going to really fuck us. Like, not fuck us, but like it's going to put us in a situation where we're going to have to get an OC after all the probably good candidates are taken. Well, no, that means he's going to be our OC next year, and we'll get a new OC when we get a new head coach. If, if he doesn't that. leave with Peyton, he's going to stick around. He's going to be with us next year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, Jeff, if you can, if you can do a shitty job and still get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars, wouldn't you do that? Hell yeah! All right then. <laughs> it it just yeah. Two I, scoops. I know, well, you two I, scoops. And I know, look, a lot of fans wanted Allen fired. He didn't. It's like, okay, well, we'll settle for Pete. You know, they we've kind of they want ahead. They want yeah. someone, and then they got Rousher. <laughs> they don't know. <laughs> yeah. They don't want Rousher, but they want they wanted Pete. So of course, when they didn't announce that, I I understand the frustration because yeah. it just doesn't seem like to us. It just doesn't seem like the Saints know what yeah. the fuck they're doing. It just they're just they're just cruising along. So cruising along. all right. So to that end, the big whatever brouhaha on Twitter 
and you know saints twitter is some people are starting to call out other people for not being good enough fans and there's so stupid i i do want to ask like where do you stand as a fan on like being critical of the organ like you know what i mean like we are sitting here. We are saying, like, I don't understand this decision. I don't agree with this, this this decision. And what I do like about the Dome Patrol podcast is that we are rational and level-headed. Like, we're not going to be so hyperbolic and extreme as to say, I'm going to quit being a Saints fan because of how stupid the organization's being. Or they're going to, like, we're going to ruin the entire franchise with these decisions and things like that. Like, I mean, yeah, we'll joke about things and say, like, strap in everybody because it's going to be the Ditka has the years or the pre-Mora years. And for all we know, it could be another 10 years. That, But I mean, where are you all on should a fan, how critical? It doesn't matter to me. It, uh, you could be a fan, however you want to be a fan. It doesn't 100%. matter. It, 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 it shouldn't matter. Like, why does this? And it's fucking Jews. He, sound, he comes off sounding like a giant fucking douchebag. Like, who fucking cares? Who, why do you care? Whether or not somebody does does this as a fan, or somebody does this as a fan, and and Scott's got background noise, sorry. Like I, I just I just don't understand why you should even care. People are allowed to be a fan however they want to. If you want to yeah. buy season tickets and go to games, fine. If you want to be upset and casually watch the Saints, that's fine. I, I don't care whether or not you're a fan or not. It just doesn't it doesn't matter. Why are you so worried about somebody else? Also, you're right. Why does it bother you so much? about how someone else feels about the saints right it doesn't matter but you're not a good enough fan to me who made you who made you judge jury and executioner Uh, (laughs) it just doesn't matter yeah I, i agree with you jason completely it's irrelevant to me how somebody supports the saints if they do want to do it full time part time Half-assed, full-assed, no-assed. I don't. I don't. Ooh, I, sh- I should try that next year. I, 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 I literally don't care. But it got to the point where it turned into a bit of a willy-waving competition in terms of people starting tweeting pictures of their Willies? man caves and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do, do you know what I mean? It's just like, yeah. oh, oh, I suppose I'm a fair weather fan because I got all this shit all over my wall. It doesn't matter. I, if you have brilliant, great, all all power to you. I don't care. So, so what I should have done is shown my uh, my my flight, uh, my boarding pass to uh, to to London, and shown my hotel receipts to London and all my London stuff to just to verify how big of a fan I am because I went to another fucking country to watch him. So that puts me on top of the list, right? You're you're better than right. Yeah, fucking right, I am. Yeah, but no, it's <laughs> well, it's for it, me. Yeah, it's like like it's, you said, it all started from one person yeah. who I think was aiming it at people who were making that joke about. Handing in their fan pass and stuff like that, right? But then everybody then just jumped on it because that's what a lot of Saints fans do, and I think we all know the reason why. And it just, it just, and then they all jump on something, and then it becomes this massive thing that it didn't need to become in the first place because nobody should care how somebody else supports the team, right? It's, right. it's, it's a non. I mean, what I what I'll say as I scroll right as I scroll through Saints, you know fandom and and reporting and whatnot and i you know our timeline we see certain people more often than not that's how twitter works what i have seen is you know at least from our listeners are people who they are fans they don't love the decisions that are being made there's fear like if i'm going to psychoanalyze what like all of this is a manifestation of fear 
that like this is a really scary situation that we're in because I have seen no evidence that the decisions that they're making are going to result in success when in fact I have seen evidence to the contrary. So it's hard for me to believe as a fan that we're going to have a winning record next year. And so this fear then, you know, you have only a certain number of characters to say something, express how you feel in Twitter, which usually comes off as, and everybody wants to make a witty way of saying it. Oh, people love being witty. Yeah. So Twitter, you're getting wit with hyperbole. And if you don't know what hyperbole is, look it up because that's what you're getting. And that usually is, it's intended to get results. Now, our listeners, from what I've seen, I think completely justified in their fear And then you're going to have people all over the spectrum, which are, you're going to have your optimists who, and again, like, I think to me, like, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong in interpreting what it was, but the accusation was that you have to support every decision. If you're in order to be a fan, you have to be supportive of every decision that the organization makes. I don't think that's just stupid. That's what I picked up on. I just, I don't agree with that. Like as a fan, it's okay to be critical of your own team. Right. And and then he goes and doubles down by basically responding to everyone that tweets him back, which well, that was an interesting decision by to to further like, cause like, it's kind of like if you, it's almost like if you say something to offend a lot of people and then everybody in the world points out that it was offensive and you actually doubled down and defended that like, well, too bad. I'm sorry that you were offended. I mean, you got to remember fan is short for fanatical, right? That's where the term came from. And if you're going to be fanatical about your team, it's only right that you enjoy overreact, overreact, but enjoy when your team does well and commiserate and criticize when they don't. That's what part of being a fan is about. That's why you're a fan of that team or that whoever, I mean, you know. I get what you're saying, but I, I would almost, again, I also understand the, this this mindset of like, if you are a fan, there's a certain level of support that you do, don't go below. You know, like, they, because again, like you are a fan. So why would you? be so critical because you should have a level of supportiveness. However, every fan of every, like what is being a fan of sports about? It's about as much about discussing how you feel. I mean, that's why we have a podcast. We discuss how we feel about the decisions. You're not going to agree with every decision. So it's okay to disagree with the team's decisions. It's okay to be unhappy with the results as a fan. It honestly, I mean, it, it, if anything, that shows that you care about the team, that you yeah. that you're willing to, to to share your feelings about how you're feeling about some random sports team and a sports league that doesn't give a shit about your right. team or your city and has fucked you many times before. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think some of that too. A lot of a lot of us are just jaded at this point. We've seen what the NFL is. We 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 know that that we got screwed. It really like that whole game and of course the memories on the timeline the other day. That's man, January sucks for saints memories on twitter it's really the worst but it's also the best if you want to remember 2009 it's just what you will choose to remember i'm going to retweet the shit out of that when that comes on the timeline i mean yeah like for real like again like people it's like people are choosing to wallow in the misery and it's recent but you know i i choose yeah i almost turned on the 2009 season because i wanted some positivity in my saints fanaticism this weekend 
like it's it's what you choose to focus yeah. on and you know well, at the end of the day like i don't get to i don't get to make the decision you know what they're keeping pete carmichael that decision's made now unless he leaves like scott says to go with sean payton this is our guy we're riding with him so instead of shitting all over him yeah i'm gonna be like so as supportive as i can of him and I'm going to hope for the best. You know what? I hope they're right. I hope it was injuries. I hope Pete Carmichael does know what he's doing. I'm going to choose know. hope. I'm going to, it's the hope that kills you, but I don't have anything else. <laughs> hey, one thing that's not going to work, and that's getting a Twitter petition up to fire Pete that's, Carmichael. That's, that's the stupid That's not shit. going to work. That's the stupid, and that's the stupid <laughs> shit. That's wait, like that, that. wait, that was a thing? Oh, yeah, there was one. Yeah, there oh, was one. Right. Well, online same thing, but like, and that's the other honest. thing. So, the people, a lot, a lot of people who are criticizing Saints fans for not being blind supporters of every decision that they make, whether you agree with it or not, are the same. Some of them are the same people who were threatening to turn in their fan card when the Saints were going after Deshaun Watson. Right. So and, they're and, not real fans. And yet here they are. Their own definition. They're all right. here. Just, right. just because we didn't get them it's doesn't change the fact that we went all in for them. Yeah. Oh, if we it's just another them, thing I that we were unsuccessful you. on. You should be even more pissed. Like we couldn't even land a guy. <laughs> <laughs> like if we could have had him, pro- I promise you, he would have been on this team. Oh, yeah. for oh, yeah. sure, hundred yeah. percent. And and all those people who threatened to quit because of our attempt to get him, and said if we actually were successful in getting him, they would have quit. They wouldn't have fucking quit. And then imagine if he would have shown up, and we would have been in the playoffs, and we were actually say we even won this past weekend. All those people would be fighting to get tickets to the NFC Championship game. I didn't see this energy when we waited for Carl Granderson to come out of jail to play for the team. <laughs> He actually yeah. went to jail. Yeah. It's like, you know, it, it, I don't know. It's whether it's hypocritical or it's everybody's got to feel it's almost, it's virtue signaling. That's what it is. It's, it's exactly virtue it signaling. Is. And, and the, even the thing with the Pete Carmichael, like how people are reacting to keeping Pete Carmichael is a lot of virtues. It's in the same spirit of virtue signaling. I have to make sure that everybody knows my, upset like how upset i am with this decision and and everybody's got to one-up each other with how upset they are so i saw somebody else say they didn't like it now i gotta say i hate it and then scott's gonna say that he's gonna threaten to not renew his season tickets and then jason's gonna say he's gonna you know light the superdome on fire and then james says he's gonna drop a bomb on the city of new orleans i mean everybody's got to one up until it just gets out of control it's it's old man shouting at a cloud syndrome (laughs) get off my lawn yeah that's exactly what it is and that's what twitter has been for the past two weeks it's 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 a load of old men shouting at clouds that's what happens that's what happens when your team sucks two weeks try (laughs) you don't have success you can't you can't cheer for yeah this think about you know you know you think about it this is the first year that the saints twitterverse has had to deal with true adversity because Twitter only came out in like 2007 and so it really I, wasn't popular. So like you, you did have the, the three only the 14, had success. I mean, you did have 14, 15, 16, the seven and nine years. That was probably, yeah, but you had Sean had, Payton. You knew that well, wasn't we, we, last. We, we still had drew. So at least and there drew. was some of that, It would, but it was more frustrating because we wasted prime years of drew with the worst defenses ever known to man. Mm-hmm. But now, I think now you see like where's the light at the end of the tunnel? I can't yeah. see it. Well, right and now. also like how much of our not success, our failure this year, is all right. So we know 
coaching, we know injuries, but also like this narrative that we're an aging team. But I don't, everybody said like, there's a lot of people who say we're an aging team. Like our players are getting older. We got to refresh. Like who's old? Like who's old that is failing? Like who's old that needs to be replaced? That isn't playing up to potential. I I think Jordan's old, but he's playing better than he's played. Pete. Oh, wow. I mean, there's nobody that's old, old, you know, old per se. The defense still played well. It's just. I think, I think that argument is based on the fact that you've got Cam Jordan and Demario Davis, who are both coming towards the end of their careers. You're now talking about Ramchek struggling with his knee, and he's what, 29 now, I think. McCoy got hurt this year. He did, yeah, but then you're, you, Lattimore and Kamara, they're both, what, in year seven coming up now? This will be their God, seventh year? Has it year? been that long? Seven, seven eight, nine, For 10, a running 11, back, that's 12. old. It, it, no, it'll, oh shit, it will be year seven. It, it For will a be running year back, seven. that so, is So they're old. not young anymore. Yeah. yeah. I'm not as worried Lattimore, about I'm not worried about, about Lattimore. No, but, no, but, no, but, but I'm Kamara just saying. Sure. Well, he had a year yeah, off I'm, anyway. Yeah, so and I know we've got Adebo, I know we've got Taylor. <laughs> Michael Thomas, he's only played for three yeah. years. Uh, he's already off the team as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I, you, know, you know what's weird about him? Like, I'm starting to come around to, you know what? I kind of want to keep him. I kind of oh, want Jesus. him on the roster again next why? year. Like, why? Because, so because he can not do anything again? I'll tell you why. Because, because if we let him go and he get and he's healthy and he's going to be the best receiver in the NFL, it's going to hurt worse than if we kept him on the chance that he's healthy and he's the best receiver in the NFL. <laughs> Get ready for heartache. I mean, what are the like? Gone. What are the odds of this guy being hurt for four years in a row? Once he leaves New Orleans, nothing. It's only when he's here, <laughs> right? Which goes back to a tweet I made. Like the issue is not the coaching. The issue is the Saints' training staff, strength and conditioning, or something. Because we love not even con- strength. We it's love not even strength with our doctors and trainers. It's not even strength and conditioning. It's the doctors who deal who who like heal the patient. After they're injured, or, or misdiagnosis, don't, don't heal, right? Right. Yeah, but then you you blame Oshner for all that stuff. But in reality, right. aren't these players out going to get their own so, medical teams and so, services outside of Louisiana? Uh, so I'm, think, I'm, I'm sure we're going to talk about this when we come to review the divisional rounds. But Patrick Mahomes got a high ankle sprain, was hopping, and still came on in the second half and won the game. Yeah, because they shot him up with horse tranquilizer. If that was because Patrick Mahomes is made of something different than Michael Thomas. If that was, if that was us, he's got that dog in him. Well, basically, when he went in at halftime, they injected him with whatever they injected Jameis Winston with in Week One against Mm -hmm. the Falcons. (laughs) Whatever it was, it's bath bombs. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) but if that was if if Mahomes was playing for the Saints with that injury, we wouldn't see him for another year. No. Well, yeah, he in Kansas City, he just two. gets a bit of spray on it, puts a strap on it, and hops his way yeah. onto the field and wins a playoff well, game. Look at Jameis Winston. Like I know, it's like this is it goes back to like we're cursed. Like we Drew left. Like Drew was the talisman that broke the curse. He leaves, and we're back to being the bad news Saints. Like how is it that our quarterback Jameis Winston gets hurt that last year? Not like in 2021. I'm talking about in 2021. Can't play for the whole year. And then he comes back 2022, two games in, hurt again for the whole year. 
Michael yep. Thomas, he's out for three years. I mean, two, your your starting quarterback, your best receiver, your offensive line is always a revolving door at the hospital. I mean, like, what is the deal? Cursed. Yeah, we're cursed. I mean, cursed. It's only thing. Only explanation, like been, right? Like, right. Since Drew left, like we have not, we have, and like, so this goes back. I guess Started this, this goes Drew back to here. more justification for why Pete Carmichael isn't solely to blame, why Dennis Allen isn't solely to blame. And I can't believe that I'm actually sitting here and almost defending these guys keeping their jobs. But I mean, come on, Pete Carmichael had to design an offense for the last two years without Jameis Winston and Michael Thomas, who he went into the season thinking he had. Okay, well, it's some, sometimes you got to learn on the fly. You got to adjust on the fly, and he was not. You able can to only do that. adjust so much. I mean, with Keith Kirkwood as your number three receiver, or yeah, we, yeah, uh, Callaway yeah, as your yeah, number yeah, one receiver. Yeah, but, I yeah, mean, yeah, what, once once we found players got to play, but players so, so, got to play. So, so, well, okay, so, then why are you not rewarding him and praising him for the fact that they developed Rashid Shahid and got him? Instant, like this guy wasn't supposed to be a great receiver. Nah, Pete doesn't get any credit for that. Dennis, right, right, right. When they do well, the players get the credit. When they don't do well, the coaches get the blame. I put that on Rauscher. So you're saying that about (laughs) players players missing and picking up players off the, you know, off the street and stuff like that. We beat the Falcons three, four years ago. We drew a quarterback and every pass was to an undrafted free agent. Every touchdown pass was to an well, again, free well, agent. Again, and we, Austin Card, Josh Hill. Right, but that was Drew Brees. Yes, that 100%. wasn't those free agents. And I think we, as fans, got almost like this brainwashed into thinking that these unrestricted free agents or these low-level receivers would like, hey, we can play with these guys because they've always stepped up. We've always been able to coach them up. We didn't coach shit up. Drew Brees was putting the ball in there, threading the needle and putting it in the hands where any receiver could catch it. Well, we don't was, have that anymore. This takes us back to the very first point that Jason made then, doesn't it? It, it was Drew. Yes. It, it was all Drew. I am all on board with that. It was, it was Drew it was more than true. Sean. It was yeah. Drew it was more than true. Sean. Because players like, got to play. Yeah. Yeah. You know, he's he, he was so good. He elevated the entire team. And now yeah. that he's gone... And that doesn't mean coaching doesn't matter. I mean, look what Dable did with uh, the Giants, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. That last week, Jason. Uh, And look what Andy Reid. I mean, Andy Reid is now the first NFL coach ever to win 10 playoff games with two different teams. Coaching man and a grand, but again, a coach heaven, is really heaven, good Mahomes. when he has the play. I mean, you pair the coach, and that's why Sean left. Sean left because he's taking the easy road. He didn't get Mahomes. rather yeah. than rebuild and find another quarterback. I'm going to just jump to a team that has what I want. Yeah, if, if and Sean's going to look like a better coach than he maybe than he really is. Maybe yeah. if we'd have drafted Mahomes in 17, Sean would still be here. Exactly, 100. Or if we'd have got Lamar, yeah, Sean yeah. would still be here. So speaking of that. I know I asked the question last week. Y'all know my position. I'd rather a pocket passer, but did Baltimore reject Lamar's offer? They just, they just have not signed him. They offered him a, a deal earlier in the season and Lamar rejected it because he wants, he wants a Jason Watson deal. All the other teams are like, no, 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 no. That was an outlier by a dumb franchise. So, <laughs> yeah. He's not so, going to get that. At so all. Do you think he goes to Baltimore? Like they're going to work it out or. <sighs> I, I I I just I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you're an NFL team and you've got a quarterback that you know you could win with, it'd be so dumb to let him out the building, right? You just don't. I mean, look at us. Would I would? Would they could be stuck with Andy Dalton? 
you know. Would you bring Jameis back next year? <sighs> well, no. Jameis isn't going to want to come back here next Jameis year. Jameis isn't coming back next well, year. What if he can't? What if there's nowhere else that wants him? I guess I would, but why? So don't get hurt again. Get him out again, or he'll get hurt he, again. He'll be a he'll be a backup somewhere. I, I just don't know who almost, else. Yeah, I almost want to avoid the whole like at this point, like the James. No, Jeff. Winston. Let's let's keep doing what we're doing. Let's run it all back. Let's consistency. Well, if, that's if Dalton's our starting quarterback next year, we're in some for some deep shit. He look, he's gonna be. Oh God, please don't say that. I'm I'm just. That's what I feel. It seems that he way. wasn't. I, again, like I know he is the. I agree with Wesley's point that he's a commitment to mediocrity, but I don't believe that he was the reason we lost all do these think, games. Do you think we can win a Super Bowl with, with him? No. No. Okay, well then we don't need him. <laughs> He's crazy. He's stick, yeah, yeah, I, I I don't know. What about if Aaron Rodgers? What about if Trey, no. Trey Lance Tom Brady. available? So, so this is what I was going to say, Jason. Okay, what we're going to end up with is somebody who has failed somewhere else. That's what we're going to end up with, isn't it? Whether it be Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or somebody like that, that's the only way to get your hands on a former top the, the, 10 pick. Yeah, and the, the problem pick? is that when you had, say, like a Sean, again, I do believe with Sean Payton can work with a quarterback who failed somewhere else and turn him into a winner. I think that's what Sean Payton's big strength is. I worry that the Saints don't have a coaching staff who can turn that failed quarterback, Zach Wilson, for example, into a winner over here. Trey Lance, who played average at well, he, he, San Francisco he barely, before he got hurt. I mean, he, he barely played. Yeah. So we don't know what we really and then he really sat behind Jimmy G his first year, his rookie year. They didn't let him play. Yeah. So they know something we don't like. I'm not sure that I really would want to get in on the Trey Lance sweepstakes just because I think there's he's, some. He's probably not good. Right. right. right Jordan Love, maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I, but I almost see Rodgers. I know his contract might be hard to trade, but I could see Rodgers playing. Like a mercenary year. Somewhere mm-hmm. else, like maybe the Jets or. They say that every year. I don't think he's going anywhere. Probably not. But I mean, Green Bay didn't lose this year because of Aaron Rodgers. No, they lost I think this this year was the first year of a possible <laughs> decline. It happens to everybody. Yeah. Would you take well, Tom Brady? No. No. As a mercenary, I think he's falling. We're gonna off. end up with Carr. We're gonna end up with Carr. But 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 I'm talking about you got you all right. You got Andy Dalton or Tom Brady. That's your option. Yeah. What's yeah, behind door number three? <laughs> yeah. I Taysom having, Hill, legit starter for a whole I, year. <laughs> I think having Tom Brady would artificially inflate our own opinion of our team to the point where it would end up being disappointing very, very quickly. Yeah. When you realize, holy shit, he's 47 years old. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it, it would be par for the course for this organization, the you know the Saints organization that we have now to be like yeah let's go get tom so, brady you know and it's kind of like okay that's a three years ago decision and you're that's where you're gonna go now it's kind i of- think ironically had we signed him when he left new england like we were probably going to had drew decided to stay retired we probably would have another super bowl oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, a thousand percent. Or he drew. I can't I believe think, I just I said that. Carr I mean, if he wanted sure Bruce gonna... Arians in Tampa, I... he would have won with Sean Payton in New Orleans. 100%. I think Carr is definitely going to end up in the NFC South. Like, uh, pretty Carr. much all four teams need a quarterback. 
Yeah, I don't, yeah. I just, I don't. He's not into. We need here. one. He's, not he's another one that I'm one. a little. Tampa leery. needs one. Carolina I mean, he's one. he's fine. He's an upgrade over Dalton. But how much you gonna? I mean, I don't think he's not going to be traded for because teams know. I'm really that the, curious that, to know that the Raiders are going to have to cut him. I just he's going to have his choice. The Raiders him. don't. Yeah, he's going to have his not, choice, and he's and, he's and not going to want to. He's going to see Dennis Allen and Pete Carmichael and be like, uh, nope. Thank you. Hasn't he got like a forty million roster bonus or something like that? Yeah, that's, so that's yeah, why so he's waiting they, to be cut. Yeah, they, basically. yeah, they they have to cut him. Yeah, so he'll be he'll be able to pick where he wants to go, and it won't be here. Would you take Jimmy G? Nah, he's just average. I would take him over Dalton. Okay, so I would take him so over Andy Dalton. Co- what are the free agent quarterbacks yeah, are out there? That that's, the pro- that's the, the problem, Jason. The thing aren't. is, you're compare. You're saying no because you're like who? Where's your leverage? You've got Andy Dalton right now, so and you're what? like, no, I'm gonna pass on Jimmy G. Really? What, what, why I'm saying no is because there are plenty of desperate teams out there if they are going to drive up his price. I wouldn't want to pay thirty dollars for Jimmy G, and that might be what it costs. Like but it, 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 it's quarterbacks cost money now. I mean, that's just I, what it is. Okay, and okay, that's okay. Fine, you sign Jimmy G. What, I what think you, you can. What win are you going to end up Jimmy. nine? And, I think nine and eight. No, and well, I mean, I think you can win a Super Bowl better than we were this year. He's a better game manager than Andy Dalton. Yeah, but that's not saying much. No. It's not. It just so, it, it just seems I, I guess my opinion is also of, I don't want to try to win with this group anymore. I would rather I, I we need to hit bottom. I'm ready group, to hit bottom. Like what and, group? And, you mean like reset. this group of current Saints players? Yes. Unfortunately, I, I mean what do you want to change? I don't want to change it's just it's time Who to Who do you want to replace? Well, the coaching staff and some of the aging players we were talking about. I think it's time to do a, a fresh reset. I like what reason. Mike Triplett said when he was on the show, where you if he he would look at it as if you're not going to be if I don't see you on this team in 2024 or 2025, then you are. It, I, I, I'm willing to let you go right now. That's and the thing with what our, I can get for you with, with, with our QB situation. We can't win the Super Bowl. So at this point, I don't want to try to. Hey, let's let's finish 10 and seven and lose right. the first round of the playoffs like, yeah. Would I want a playoff game? Sure. But in the long run, it just doesn't like I said, it'll it'll so, skew yeah. the view of the leaders of this organization thinking we're closer than we are. And it will. And maybe keeping Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael and Andy Dalton is an admission that we are no longer in win now mode. And we are looking at things from a long term rebuilding perspective that. Why worry about all that bullshit right now? We got some, we got to get our financials under wraps. We got to start making investments in the future. So again, it's, it's almost in a sense telling fans without saying outright to fans that 2023 is, it's not a tank year, but we have no expectations of winning next year. <laughs> it's, right now we're investing in the future. I mean, I just, I don't think the organization thinks that way, but. I mean, you kind of can't. You can you in sports? I mean, if you're the Houston Texans, you can. <laughs> but I mean, you can also flip. I mean, that's what's the weird thing is it's hard to imagine. Like it's weird because you're saying, Jason, that you don't like necessarily want to go forward with this crop of players. And I, you know, and I asked the question, like, who would you like? I mean, Cam Jordan getting old. You kind of I mean, got to th- make that decision at some point. But I, you, Cam Jordan's kind of guy. You got to. Hey, you're going to retire here. That's what that's going to be. I, Lattimore, do you? 
I mean, I, I, I don't want to get rid of everybody. It's hard but, to think of, but it's hard no, to think I, of these good guys. Like, no, I, I don't want to get rid of everybody, but he, I think, I guess, really just changing the mindset of, hey, let's go out and sign Honey Badger and let's sign Marcus May because we're close to winning. We're yeah, that close. Yeah. Like, like to get a piece like that. Like, I don't want to make any moves like that. Right. Okay. That I can agree there's, with. There's okay. nobody on this roster that is untouchable this summer, in my eyes, for the right offer. Not one player. Everybody, everybody, yeah, for the right price would be available. Do Do you think that we have a player more morale? And again, like not like Dennis Allen lost them morale, but more of a our players have kind of lost that je ne sais quoi. Maybe to give an example of what I'm talking about, like how Camara would say. You know, when Sean Vane was coaching and we were winning, like we didn't worry about the score. We didn't look at the scoreboard. We just knew we were better than this team. And we come out and we impose our will and we beat them. And so, there so was always this. Yeah, sense we're of, not that team anymore. Right. That's I they, agree. That's they, yeah. they could see, especially after 17, 18, 19, 20, where we won 50 something games when we knew we were a damn good team. Yeah. Now these players look around and be like, we don't have a quarterback now. We can't. We yeah. They know they can't. They can't right. really compete for a championship. So and then the every Super Bowl, you think about every Super Bowl team since the beginning of time, always there's this magic, intangible thing that the players will always talk about. Like you have all your different ingredients, you got great coaching, great players, you stayed healthy. And then you also had like, it was just something special. You can't put it to words, but there was something special in the locker room and the player, you just knew it. Like that's, we're missing that too. Like there's no... It's that belief in yourself and your belief in your team. Well, they got like look- players are just going through the motions. And I get all this comes back to James, your point of saying like every player is expendable in your eyes this year. I kind of look at it where, yeah, like there's a, there's talent evaluation, but then there's also like who you are in up there in the, or in your heart, that, that dog in you where I don't want any player who isn't a believer. You know what I mean? Or is, is more focused on himself than the team success. Yeah, but for for 14, 15 years, we had somebody who earned that respect from the players. If you know what did you get what I mean? Peyton demanded the, <coughs> the respect from, from the players. Yeah. And going from Peyton and the his area. character to Alan. There's a big drop off there, I think. Yeah, from, and these are what, Peyton's guys. You see from the outside, anyway. Yeah, and these are Peyton's guys. This is these are all Sean Payton guys on this team, yeah. and they don't re- clearly don't respond to a Dennis Allen style. Dennis Allen doesn't do things the same way. No, he doesn't manufacture crises. He doesn't. I don't believe that he knows how to like motivate the team the way Sean Payton. Sean Payton always had a different way of motivating the team every week. I don't think he needed to. Do be the same as Sean Payton because that would be really difficult to do. It looks worse because you're trying to be somebody. Exactly, but there there was something there was something missing this year. There was a distinct lack of energy or a spark. Call it whatever you want. Yeah, I mean, I look at it like yeah, like at work, like my boss has a very creative mind and he's always coming up with amazing and cool ideas. Things that I'm like, I would have never thought of that. And like, there's a difference, right? Sean Payton comes up with really cool ideas. And does all these things. Dennis Allen just, it, he doesn't think the same way. 
So how he's going to like, I'm not, and so I'm not saying Dennis Allen may not know how to motivate players. I think he has a different style of motivating players where we have a roster of players who respond to Sean Payton style. They were Sean Payton's guys. Maybe we do need a little bit of a turnover where we start to bring in guys that Dennis Allen's style resonates with and they respond to his style. I don't want to bring players in to fit. <laughs> who responds to dead wet fish. Because I think Dennis <laughs> Allen is not long for this right. organization. Fair so enough. That would that would be a disaster. Fair but enough, that yeah. that would be very Saints though, to bring in it players is. that fit Dennis Allen. We're, we're going to bring guys who respond to uh, apathy and uh, <laughs> you know limp wristed handshakes and uh, poor posture when they walk and guys who make sure that their press releases sound more like a politician running for office than uh, a football coach. Uh, we're in trouble. All right. <laughs> that being said, that was um, the roundabout way of saying we're in trouble. Yeah. So um, real quick about Sean Payton, where are we now on the sweepstakes? Any teams pretty much out? Any teams become the front runner in your eyes? We're bored. Yeah, I know we I'm, are. We're I'm over it. For it to happen. Yeah, I'm tired of the I am tired of like the constant uh, Sean Payton got on an airplane today. Sean Payton tied his shoe. Sean Payton wore a blue tie. Sean Payton has an interview with Denver. Wait, he has postponed his interview with Denver. Oh, wait, he prefers to talk. Yeah. I'm done with all that shit. Like, y'all get your stuff done. Everybody do what you're going to do, and let's go. So it seems like Houston are out. It looks like they're going to appoint <clears throat> D'Amico Ryan. Yeah. Um, looks like they're going to appoint him. But then he did play there, didn't he? So that, that, that kind of explains that one. All right. So he's interviewed with Denver, Carolina. Once, once yeah. Yeah. Um, Arizona have now put their hat in the ring and they want to talk to him. And I think that's happening on Thursday. Okay. And I honestly, is there another team that I'm missing? No, No, I I think he's using Arizona. I think he's using Arizona to drive up the price. To be honest, I think it's going to backfire on him. Probably. I'm at the point now well, where not. I just want it over. I want to know what picks we're getting, yeah. when we're getting them, and then we can just all move on and not have to talk about him on this podcast anymore. I guess Absolutely. it's hard to think, like, do teams usually take this long to get a head coach, or does a, a head coach usually take this long, or or, or are we looking at it like, it's taking forever because we are have – a vested interest in the outcome. Not often coaches like this suddenly become available, is it? Right. No, and, I, and I definitely think it's because we have a vested interest in it. And not only that, the way people are reporting it, kind of like you said, it's like anytime he ties the shoe or goes to the bathroom, they're having yeah. some kind of breaking news or breaking report, you know, mm-hmm. to and where we're getting gets... fatigue. Yes. Yeah. And watch, he's going to end up going back to Fox. I'm telling you. Nah, he's going to coach. He's, he's going to yeah. fuck us. He's going to fuck us. Fuck is hard. I hope not. All right. So it's down to pretty much Denver, Arizona, and Carolina. Either way, I really don't want him to go to Carolina as a fan. I don't want to face him twice a year. Um, but if the compensation that's, that's is the best picks, though. I know. Uh unless Arizona ooh. go mad and offer us number three. Yeah. Let's do it. All right, let's get to pick'ems. It's all 
All right. Uh, so after last week, J.A. Orilla is in command of first place, followed by Drummer and then Big Easy Guy John and then James. And so wait, James, Jason and me are all tied for fourth place wow. with a 52 and 48 record. So it's going to come down to these last three games. Uh, after me, after that comes the mailman, Mark Brennan, Wesley, Scott. Jambalaya Brothers, Mr. Coach Kine, Tom Ensign, Sans Hobbs, Neil, and then the rest of everybody has missed too many games. And also, they just have such a poor record that they are no chance of catching us. All right. Well, there's only two games this week. We have our AFC and NFC title game. So uh, we will start off uh, with the NFC clash, the uh, the 49ers coming off a win last week uh, against the Cowboys, Dak through couple of bad interceptions i mean this was really an ugly game for a long did time did not expect that from him but it, it's also two it, this was really two good defenses um but i don't know man i i thought the 49ers would still score more points but okay. here they are brock purdy still has yet to mistake make a mistake i think he's eight no now yeah but the big news is now he's got to go on the road so he travels and they travel to philly who just annihilated the giants this week and i had a feeling that was going to happen i think the, those two teams had played a few weeks ago and the Eagles just beat the shit out of them. So just goes to show you having a buy matters, getting that rest. And the Eagles just look locked in. So now you've got the 49ers, who a lot of people were claiming to be the best team in the NFC. They go to the Eagles to play the team with the best record. And now Purdy has to go on the road. So that is going to be the real question here. It's almost like, has he played a road game? <laughs> it's like every time I've watched San Francisco, they were at home. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure he played some road games. He had to. Crap I mean, teams in the regular games. season, yeah. but but I mean, in the playoffs with all the everything on the line. So how many points you give in San Francisco? It's in Philly. Philly is favored by two and a half. So oh. slightly less than the three. Okay. Wow. All right, I'll go first on this one. So based on what I've seen from San Francisco and a little bit of that struggle in Dallas against Dallas, I don't. I feel like they might have peaked about two weeks ago and Philly is going to be too much for them. I really like this spread because it makes me feel even better about picking Philly. I think that the 49ers defense is phenomenal, but I also think that the Eagles offense is phenomenal. And I think that he is going to be actually Philly's defense, which I think will be able to pretty much stop and dominate San Francisco. So I'm taking the Eagles. <laughs> I know James is waiting. I, I was uh, no, wait no, 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 no. So, so I saw what the saints did to the Eagles defense and that Eagles defense was pretty much full strength that day. Right. I still think the 49ers are, I, I think what we're going to get is a classic 1980s Super Bowl matchup between the 49ers uh, and the Bengals. So uh, I'm going to take the 49ers, please. I think they win the game. Give me the Eagles. I can't trust Purdy on the road yet. Yeah, I I think Purdy is going to turn into fool's gold. Either either this, if they win this week, they have no shot in Super Bowl. I'm sorry, Purdy's not going to be Mahomes or Burrow. It's just not going to (sighs) happen. No, it'll be McCaffrey and Debo and Kittle. Yeah. 
<laughs> so, all right. Well, that's that game. So then moving on to the evening for the for the 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 rematch. The Cincinnati Bengals coming off a big win in Buffalo in the snow. Um, really dominated. I was really worried about the missing offensive lineman. Didn't matter. Joe Burrow just he fucking wins, man. Dude, Burrow just fucking wins. Maybe I think somebody right. forgot to tell the state of New York that they had football games this weekend. It, it is wild because the the Bills were kind of hailed as the team to beat pretty much all season, and Dude, they, they really fell apart. Didn't look great at all. They started last week. Last week they didn't look great, and then this week they just completely failed to show up. Yeah, I mean, I I wonder if maybe maybe Allen's actually hurt. I I, I don't know, but I mean, the Bengals beat him beat him pretty good man 27 to 10 that was just a real dominating win buffalo was never in that game so they travel to kansas city to play the chiefs who held off the jags 27 to 20 jaguars with an epic cover at the end um but the, the big story here is obviously mahomes with a high ankle sprain uh bud kilmer shot him up at halftime so he came out <laughs> so he won't be 100 hell he, he'll probably be 70 percent, but he's definitely going to play but he might be limping around. I don't know, but it's it's interesting um, it, what the odds makers think. They now have the Bengals favored by one, which is wild. Wow! Oh, you're giving Kansas City a point. That's what it says. I'm still take the Bengals are winning the game, plain and simple. Even if Mahomes was fit, I'd still think the Bengals were going to win the game. I think I'm riding. Yeah, the injury is just too. I'm riding with the Bengals. The injury is just too much. We know where Scott's going, so we don't even need I, to ask him the question. I don't know. Really. I haven't. I'm, I'm still know, debating. Like, no, you're not. I, no, well, look, I was He's debating gotta come up with a long today. way of uh-huh. saying rolling with Joey B. Honestly, no, seriously. I was debating earlier today <laughs> about what I was going to do. And then I saw a picture of Joe Burrow wearing Seinfeld sweatpants, and that just, like, swayed me. So I'm rolling with Joey B. Bengals. Surprise Bengals. of the year. In the Super Bowl. Look, let me tell you, AFCs win the Super Bowl this year. Well, they have to because I hate the two NFC teams. Right. <laughs> exactly. Uh, I, I'd be happy with Cincinnati or Kansas City winning the Super Bowl. But yes, in this week, the fact that Mahomes is hurt, I got to take Cincinnati. Probably would have taken Cincinnati with a healthy Mahomes anyway. I would have done. Yeah, definitely. Cincinnati is getting better and better each week. Just like, again, like I said, San Francisco kind of peaked and now they're kind of on the decline. Buffalo peaked earlier in the year. They were Bengals the are doing exactly what they did last year and yes, they're sir. at the right time. Yeah. Yes, well, and, and Kansas City doesn't have uh, Tyreek Hill to save them this year. They still have Kelsey, but not having Hill, I think, right. is going gonna, is gonna to be the, the difference maker. Here, that Bengals pass rush, Hubbard and Trey Hendrickson is going to make the difference. Because Mahomes is not going to be able to scramble. Yeah. Nope. All right, Jason, you want to review the, the the games? San Francisco at Philly, the NFC Championship game. Philly is favored by two and a half, and then the AFC title game, Bengals at the Chiefs. And the Chiefs are catching one point at home. Holy cow! All right, so uh, get your picks in, everybody. Tweet us at Don't Patrol Pcast hashtag Pickums. Uh, final thoughts. Anybody got any? I hate injuries. That's all I'm going to say. I hate injuries. Hey, just, just Sean Payton, if you're listening, I know you're not, but I'm going to say it anyway. Please just make your mind up. 
go somewhere, let us get our picks, we can move on and hopefully see you every four years rather than twice a year. <laughs> but if we have to play you twice a year, then we will. And, you know, I'll call you a quitter every single time I see your face. You know what? Though? He can't go to Carolina because the one thing he doesn't do is keep pounding. <laughs> Quits. That's not what his, that's not what his wife says. Um, LSU baseball, 25 days away. First pitch. Can't wait. Their basketball team sucks, but man, those uniforms they wore the other night were freaking amazing. Yeah, and sold out already. Sale. Detroit. Yeah, at the, well, they have them at the gift did shop. You see the, speaking of uniforms, did you see the gold concepts for the football team that the rumor is that they'd be wearing next year? It's like gold color rush. Fake. I think those are fake. I hope so. I think those are fake. They look they're like pajamas. Yeah. yeah, they're bad. All right. Um, last year or last year, last week, Jason, you brought up The Last of Us, I believe. Has yes. everybody watched uh, episode not, two? No, they have not. Me only and me. James have not. So no. let me we're, go back to episode only one. Only we are the we cool were, kids. We I forgot to watch it tonight. tonight. It's too good it was, of a show not to watch on the night that it comes forgot, on. Well, I, I have to wait. I have to wait till Tuesday because Ainsley wants to watch it. My daughter wants to watch it with me because she she watched me play all the video games uh, late at night when I used to play them. So how boring was that? Must have been. Oh, she had a blast, dude. She would help me all, all the time. Anyway, um, the first episode was very um, true to the game. Um, there wasn't too much that was off from it, so I was very happy with that. I did not realize that Sarah, uh, Joel's daughter, was actually is in real life as Thandy Newton's daughter. Yeah, I didn't oh, realize either. Okay. Um, I thought That's that was relevant now? Cool. Okay. Because it's, it's not. The, the, the host are going to rise up. <laughs> yes. A little Westworld humor. Uh, I will just tell you. Or, oh, or Riddick's, oh. Riddick's, Riddick's going to show up. That's what's going to happen. And this was, isn't the, some Westworld people involved in The Last of Us? Am I? No. Okay. The, the Chernobyl guy. Uh, nope. <laughs> Thank you. But it was very accurate to the game, <laughs> which I liked. So, um, I'm interested to see what this week holds. Yeah, this week, again, having not played, but there were a few scenes and shots that as watch, as I'm watching this week's episode, it I kind of looked at them like, that looks like it's one of those shots from the game that they... Cinematic. Yeah, like because like the way they did, like her walking out and viewing the city, the angle, like you don't see that kind of cinematography in tv and movies and it had a very video game feel to it if you play enough video games so i'm like i bet you this week we're gonna see like on twitter reddit somewhere that you know how they do the screens of the game side by side you're gonna see a couple i love that people are doing that because i do like seeing it although i do like i like the idea of deviating i mean give us give us the stuff yes but story-wise you can deviate that's fine i think they are i think they're gonna deviate some um just so it's not predictable right right it's kind of like kind of similar to walking dead where they had a comic book yeah and they deviated a bit from it like shane wasn't not shane um was it shane no shane was a character somebody that wasn't a character in the comic book that was a main character in the in the tv show and stuff i wasn't this episode two was like 17 times better than episode one for me look forward to i mean this was one of the best episodes of television i've seen in a very long time it was non-stop it was riveting 
it was there was a surprising things in there that I did not expect to happen. And I wish I could talk about it, but you two assholes haven't watched it yet. There was a clown. Was there a clown? No, there was. Oh, I think <laughs> I'm like, what am I just waiting? Is Grogu going to show up in the zombie, finale? Like, like, I don't even think, I don't even see that. I, this is weird. Like the way that like, again, so I'm not spoiling anything because it's, you know, people who play the game, there's enough knowledge out there. But again, having not played the game and not knowing the story, but these, this thing is almost like self-aware. Like it's, and there's this, they explained how like, it's almost like there's a central hive mind system, like a hive mind concept happening as on top of they, and like just the zombies themselves, like level of, options and creativity i never saw like the type of zombies that they gave us i'm sure they're in the game but like walking dead has nothing on last of us this this thing that causes the this is real by the way this actually happens to insects it's like quite free yeah like that's what's the scary part about this whole thing is that it's based on believable it's believable fiction right yeah, the, the thing that got me on the first episode when it was when he was talking about like, what if the earth got warm? And I was like, oh shit, are we going down a global warming yeah. wormhole here that we're gonna Science. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. fungus can live in us now and the fungus yeah. among us. Oh that's good. You come up with that with yourself? Eh. Just now? Yes. All right. That's all the show we have for you right now. We're going to thank our loyal listeners for downloading each week and telling all of your friends about the Dome Patrol podcast. Follow us on Facebook. Look for Dome Patrol podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Dome Patrol PCAST and at Dome Patrol UK. And if you want to listen to us the old fashioned way, go to Dome Patrol podcast. Say bye bye, donkeys. Bye bye, Dallas donkeys. Good night, that Nation. Name is Allison, New Orleans. They call.